Our reading this morning is a word of hope. It comes from the last book of the Bible, the final word. It's the revelation of John. It's a description of what John calls the New Jerusalem. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city. On either side of the river is the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Nothing accursed will be found there anymore, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and God's servants will worship him, and they will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and there will be no more night. They need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. These words are breathed into us by the Holy Spirit. We need the word we just read. In light of the violence and the terror and the ugliness that has unleashed itself again in our land, we need a word of hope. The book of Revelation is a wild and strange book filled with all sorts of unusual images, but it is a word given for encouragement. It's been misused as one to coerce faith or to create fear, but that's not it at all. This word is really a word of hope written in an even more violent day than our own, written in a time when Christians needed to be reminded that at the end of all ends, there is God. Did you hear what I said? In the end of ends, there is God. That is the singular promise from the beginning to the end of the Bible that we will not be abandoned by God. There is not in the end an, an event of destruction. There's not a rapture when all the good people will be taken away and the bad ones will be left behind for torment and punishment. No, no, and no. Can we eliminate that fear-filled, fear-based theology finally? It's not there. It's not in the book. It's not a part of God's over, um, overall and overarching love. In the end... In this image that John uses, there is this beautiful city, this new Jerusalem, nourished by the river of life, and this river of life flows to the tree of life. And the tree of life, did you hear it in the reading? Its leaves will be given for the healing of the nations. Not the Christian nations and the Jewish nations, not the good nations, the nations, plural, period. It's an inclusive word, one that says God will give God's healing to everyone. No one will be left untouched. J John is using all these beautiful metaphors. And remember, we, we don't take the Bible literally. He's using all of these as a way to tell us that God will embrace all of creation, including all of humanity, in order to renew us, to give us new life, new hope. What one scholar says that God is the eschatological real reality who embraces all things. The eschatological reality who embraces all things. I think my contract requires me to use words like eschatological at least once a month, something like that. It simply means end things or the end times. In other words, in the end, there is God. 
in the end, God. This word invites us to give ourselves over to God's ways in the moment named now. It's not about pie in the sky, by and by, not at all. It is about living our lives now, in this moment, toward the gift of God's shalom. And remember what shalom is. Shalom is not just the absence of war. Shalom is that setting where everyone, where all of God's children have a safe and secure home, where they have enough food, where they have enough care, where their health is cared for. Do, do you hear again the amazing inclusivity of God's dream for the world, for shalom? A home, a meal, care for all. John's vision of the river in life is already flowing. And we're invited to let those waters inform the way we live today, even in the moment named now. Perhaps you remember the movie Chariots of Fire. It told the story of two Olympic athletes from Great Britain, one a Christian and, and one a Jew. At the end of the movie, Eric Liddell, who is this, this very devout Scottish Christian, wins the gold medal in the 400-meter race. It's an unbelievable story, an unbelievable end. But really, the movie should go on. There's a brief note at the very end of the film that says that he and his wife went to Japan where they served as missionaries. While they were there, his story continued. He was known as one who was gracious and kind and caring in everything that he did. When the war started, the Second World War, when it began, he was taken prisoner by the Japanese, put into a prison camp where he lived the rest of his days. But even in that place where others were acting out of, out of anger and spite and revenge, he continued to be a gracious, kind, caring, and loving soul. In fact, there was a, a woman there, a prostitute, who needed some shelves built for the small little place where she was living. He built those shelves for her. And then she said, he was the only man who ever did something for me who did not demand me in return. He died in that prison camp. It said that his last words were, Annie, it's all surrender. In the end, it's God. In the end, it's surrendering to God's grace, to God's love, to God's forgiveness, and giving our hearts and minds and souls over to that very being and living it out in our lives today. John is using every literary skill he has to communicate the singular truth of surrendering our lives to the grace of God. What John wants us to see is the absolute blessing that we'll finally find ourselves living within when we're able to simply do nothing more than to surrender to that grace. Do you see why we need this word today? It's an invitation to us even now. In the shadow of the terrible gun violence and murder in Florida, to begin living for shalom, to proclaim that our ultimate reality in the end of all ends must shape our reality and practice in the day in which we live. We must declare in the name of Jesus Christ the end of violence, the end of retributive violence. And we must live our lives in light of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Nothing more, nothing less. What awaits us then at the end? You've already heard it. John's first and last word is God. I know that might seem mysterious and strange and hard to understand, but if we look around, if we look carefully, we'll see a glimpse of it. 
of that new Jerusalem, that river of life, that tree of life. If you look, I, I'm almost certain you'll see it, see it. Maybe you have. I know I have. A few years ago, I was in a hospital room to see a man named John. He was 81 years old. He was racked with cancer. He did not have many days, probably not even many hours left to live. I was there with his wife and a few members of his family. He looked at me and he said, I want you to know something. I want you to tell me. I want you to answer this question. Will you pray for my wife every day? Of course I will, I said. Will the church continue to know her and keep track of her and touch her? Of course, yes, yes. Will you know now in this moment that my love for her is almost overwhelming? May I tell you that? Yes, John, of course. There wasn't a dry eye in the room. When all of a sudden, his body began to shake and shiver, and you could see pain etched on his face. He just, he started to quake, and he, he was a moan. There was a moan and a, and a groan, and the, the sight and the sound of his pain was, was almost overwhelming. I didn't know what to do. No one seemed to know what to do at all, except his wife did. She climbed up on the bed. She went over next to him. She inched her body as close as she could to his. With her left arm, she reached around and she took hold of that, that quivering body and you could almost see him start to relax. The shaking subsided. The pain on his face went away. She got in close to his ear and she whispered, I will love you now and forever. I will love you now and forever. I will love you now and forever. It was a glimpse of the tree of life, of the river of life, of the very love of God, the one God who will say to us, maybe even in this moment now, but in the end of all ends, will say to each of us, I love you now and forever. Let us pray. Holy God, let the river of life, love, and justice give us hope, not only in the end of all ends, but even, even in the moment named now. Let the river run. Amen.